right, welcome back to the BFR podcast. I'm your host, Dave. You can follow me on Twitter at Dave underscore BFR. I'm joined by my co-host, Ficky. You can follow him on Twitter at It's Ficky Baby. Uh, we have a great show today. Great guest. Uh, but before I get into that, Ficky, man, how you doing? Man, I am doing good. It is warm out. Weather is nice. And we're here talking Bears football. Absolutely, man. But again, like I said, we have a great episode. Uh, we have uh, Jacob Infante from the Windy City Gridiron. He's going to be joining us here in a second. Um, but we're excited. We're going to be going over Justin Fields, uh, kind of just talk about the NFC in general and where he ranks among all the NFC quarterbacks. And then, like I said, we're going to go ahead and get to know Jacob Infante a little bit better. Um, he's he's great. Uh, he's going to be a great interview. And so we'll go ahead and get over to that uh, here in a second. But Vicky, before I do, do you have anything you want to say, man? Nope, I'm ready to go. All right, let's hop right in. All right, so we have Jacob Infante here from the Windy City Gridiron. He's the lead NFL draft analyst uh, over there. If you read any Bears coverage heading into 2023's draft, you probably read his content. Uh, he's great. He's consistent, puts puts out a ton of content. Uh, but, Jacob, we appreciate you hopping on the pod, man. How are you doing? Now I'm doing great. Uh, man, I'm just uh, – this is my weird time of year because, like, the draft, you know, it's, it's come and gone at this point, and – uh, you know, people say it's too early to prepare for the 2024 draft. So, I mean, I'm trying to keep it light. I mean, I've been working on the download, though. I'm not going to tell too many people about that. But, you know, I'm just uh, I- I'm just looking forward to this season. Honestly, there's a lot of uh, a couple months ahead of us before, you know, actual games start taking place. And I, I just can't wait for it to get here, honestly. Yeah, I honestly I saw a tweet earlier today. I might be to lie. I think it was the edge rushers. I think you about like 10 of them, yeah. 10 names. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this man. <laughs> I've never stopped yeah, I've heard any of them. Yeah, Jacob, but, is there um, like a sigh of relief once you're like, once the draft ended, you get like a day of peace at least? You'd be like, ah, okay, like I can relax. And then you just like two days later, you're back at work. Yeah, no. So I think a big part of it for me is like, I get fatigued, like more, like not of like watching draft prospects, but like talking about the same guys. So like I, I'm cool right now watching 2024 guys because they haven't been talked about to death. But like, you know, with the 2023 draft, you're looking at it's this you're talking about the same guys over and over again for all these different, you know, months. So uh yeah, no, I I was able to get right back into it pretty quickly, but not gonna lie, I did uh like that the Saturday night and that Sunday, I just Man, that that was some of the best days of my life right there, just because I had no work to do, no nothing. It was sick. That's awesome. Cool. So before we hop into Justin Fields, obviously we're going to talk a lot about him today on this pod, but how was the draft process? Like, I know you interviewed a ton of prospects. Um, How was it, you know, and then also are you, who are you shocked that any uh, prospects didn't land that the Bears that you thought were going to be there? Um, And then how do you think um, briefly what the, 2023 draft class for the bears. What are your thoughts on it? Are you excited? Um, but just honest review, uh, over that. Yeah, for sure. So I think first of all, the 2023 bears, the draft class itself, I was happy with, uh, Mm -hmm. like Darnell Wright a lot in round one, the day three picks. I absolutely loved. I was a huge fan of, especially round four, round five. I think just that three pick stretch of, Roshan Johnson, Tyler Scott, and Noah Sewell. I think in that order, I'd have to go back and check, but regardless, those three guys, you know, going in that stretch after each other, uh, I thought that was all just tremendous value on my board. Uh, the draft process itself, I mean, I love it. You know, it's that, that's my big thing. You know, I'm I I love the draft. I, that's a you know, I built a little uh like a niche for myself and I'm very happy with it. Uh the interview is honestly probably my favorite part of the whole process. Cause you get yeah. the chance to like talk to these guys and like, it, it, it's kind of crazy. Cause like you watch them on tape, you hear people talk about them, you see, you know, clips and stuff being shared, but like they're real people and like you get to talk to them and connect with them. And you know, it's such a cool opportunity. So, I mean, I love that. Honestly, I was a, I was a big fan of, you know, being able to speak with those guys and uh, just the whole draft process in general. I really enjoyed yeah. Vicky, Jacob, you how many people? Him? Yeah, I was gonna say, how many people do you like you interview like typically you think you have to go through? Uh I think it's something like 25, 30, something like that. So it's a decent amount. Like I'm not talking to everyone in the class. Uh yeah. But, you know, is I'm, it in is that a wide range too? Or are you like mostly focused on like kind of you know day one, day two type players? Yeah. So I mean that's a pretty it's a pretty uh it's a pretty decent range. Uh 
usually it, it can be a little bit tougher to access like some of the top 10 picks and stuff like that. But uh, I talked to, let's see, I got one first rounder this year, which was uh, down from last year. Last year I had four. This year I had, uh, shoot, why am I blanking on? Oh, Kalijah Kansi. Mm-hmm. I had him from Tampa Bay. So usually a lot of it is, you know, going to be day two guys, day three guys. And, you know, I got a couple of guys who signed on with places as undrafted free agents. You know, I like to, you know, it's fun to me to talk to, you know, like the big name, you know, the power five, you know, massive school type guys. It's also a lot of fun to talk to some of the smaller school guys like FCS, D2, D3, uh, and to be able to, you know, like talk with them, see where their, uh, you know, where their journey's taking them. Yeah. And then lastly, with that draft class for the Bears, um, are you surprised they, well, first of all, Carter, are you surprised they passed on him? And then secondly, which names are you surprised the Bears didn't uh, pick? Yeah, so I I understand what the, what the Bears did with Carter. I really do. I think Ryan Poles, he made a comment, I think it was a couple of days ago. It was something along the lines of, we know where we're at right now as a franchise and we're trying to establish a culture. And, you know, taking a risk on character, you know, that's not the best move for us right now. Uh, And I think Philly was the best possible landing spot Jalen Carter could have possibly had because it's an established winning culture. He's got friends there. uh, And, you know, it's just a a rock solid. It's an established organization, an established regime. The Bears, you know, it's a newer regime that they have right now at GM, at head coach. So... I understand why they'd pass on him. Uh, the way I see it is they're trying to, they tried to leverage the Eagles into thinking they were into, interested in Jalen Carter. But I think the fact that they traded out of that pick, knowing, you know, probably damn well that Carter was going to be the pick for the Eagles at nine. Uh, I think that shows that Dornell Wright was going to be the guy regardless. So, and they got an extra yeah. fourth round pick out of the deal. So I'm happy with that. And the one guy that I'm kind of, a little bit surprised uh didn't end up a bear. I'll say uh probably added Tomerwa at a barre, the uh yeah. defensive lineman from Northwestern. Uh I was a bit surprised that he fell as far as he did. Uh and know uh, he ended up in the fourth round of the Colts. Uh and you know, you're looking at the Bears, they passed on him, you know, several times. And not just that, mm-hmm. but they took two defensive yeah. tackles, they took Javon Dexter, they took Zach Pickens. Uh and then he fell into round four and they traded back. The bears had another chance to take him in round four and they didn't. Uh, I thought that he would have fit their profile really well with the length and the athleticism uh, and the high motor, but uh, you know, obviously they felt differently. So yeah. I'm interested I think Indy. That's going to be a good landing spot for him. But uh, yeah, I, I was a bit surprised with uh, how it turned out overall with uh where he ended up getting drafted and, you know, the fact that bears passed on him so much. Yeah. You were pushing him hard. I remember uh, <laughs> hearing about that. I've seen you tweeting about it, but I am shocked because they were banking on traits for a lot of these guys. And yeah. if there's one guy you want to do that with, it was, it was likely him. Um, yeah. What do you isn't think? He a little under, isn't he a little undersized though? Cause I think they were talking about comparisons of like, like uh stature of like Donald Aaron Donald. And he's yeah. a little bit, I mean, Donald's huge. Don't get me wrong. But when you're talking about like height and length, he's not, yeah. As big as compared to like Zach Pickens. Yeah. So it's a different, it's an interesting situation with him. Cause like, you know, he rushed a lot off the edge at Northwestern and you know, he's like what six two two eighty. So yeah. Like in terms of like size, he's a bit smaller for a D tackle. Uh, it, it's a weird thing with him. Cause he's got long arms. Like he's his lo- arms are more than long enough to play the position. Uh, it, but yeah, he, you know, he is a bit undersized. So he, he'd probably have to gain, you know, like maybe 10, 15 pounds at the next level. And, you know, if he can do that and he can maintain his, you know, what was, you know, sub four five into the four, four speed, uh, I think that'd be massive for him. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. He's not probably going to be more of a developmental guy, but uh, yeah, I, I'm personally still like just from an outsider's perspective, a bit shocked that he fell where he did. Yeah. And then outside of, um, I guess Darnell Wright. Who was your favorite pick for the Bears in this class? Oh, I'd say, I'd say Tyler Scott. Honestly, he's uh he's someone I had him as one of my top ten receivers in this class. Uh, I think I had him ninth. I'd have to go back and check, but 
I know he was someone I saw as a third round talent. So to get him in round four, uh, I was really impressed with. I think that, you know, you watch him on tape. Obviously, he's a really fast wide receiver. He's got, you know, tremendous breakaway speed and all that. But he's not just a fast guy. Like he knows how to run routes. And, you know, the footwork's good. The intelligence is good in terms of setting up DBs. It's like, all right, how am I going to let, how am I going to leverage this, this guy, make him think I'm going this direction, cut the other way? Uh, you know, he, he's a good technician. So he, he's not the biggest guy out there. He's not the strongest guy out there, but he's fast. He's quick out of his breaks. Uh, and I, I like him a lot. He was actually one of the guys I had the chance to uh, interview leading up to the draft. And, He's the only he's the only guy the Bears picked that I was able to interview. But uh, man, I you know I love talking to him. Like I, I I can see Ryan Poles having that opportunity to talk to him, watch the tape, and you know buy into him as a culture fit. I think that even if it's not going to be in year one, I think he'll develop into a starter down the line. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Darnell Mooney's replacement, to be honest. So yeah no, i mean that's going to be interesting to me because i i think tyler scott can do a lot of what darnell mooney can do obviously you know darnell's more proven at the nfl level and scott hasn't played yet but i do think from a pure like a skill set perspective uh you know they have a lot in common so that's going to be interesting to see i still think i think there's a chance they still bring back mooney over claypool even with tyler scott in the fold but I don't know. That's going to be interesting. I think this year uh, I'm really honestly kind of intrigued to see like who's going to get re-signed and who's going to, who they're going to let walk. Yeah. If there's one thing I don't really talk about or try to get into kind of discussions, at least on Twitter um, is Claypool because like, it's such a weird thing last year. I was very excited about the trade. And then, I mean, honestly, he didn't have a lot of time. He was in, I think he dealt with an injury um, yeah. and then coming into that bears offense with fields and, like I said, I think he could pop next year, but I mean, there's no, I, I can't prove that, you know, I, it's yeah. just like a gut feeling, but I really think he could like, he very well could go back to his rookie season where we were talking about, I think it was, uh, we were wishing we were picking him instead of a uh, commit at that time. If I remember, um, because yeah. of the, how great he was that season. So even if he doesn't, you know, kind of replicate that entire season, I think he still has a chance to be a, um, a piece, you know, here in the future, but I'm excited, man. Uh, but speaking of Justin Fields, let's go ahead and transition to this. So um, the NFC is kind of wide open, you know, Aaron Rodgers is gone. So not just the NFC North, but we're going to talk about where Justin ranks uh, just among the NFC quarterbacks. And so before I kind of start listing some off and we kind of start comparing the two and seeing who we'd like to take um, Fonte kind of, we, I know you like Justin. I think we all know that, uh, but yeah. wh- where do you think he ranks right now? Is he top five? Um, obviously probably top 10, but where do you think he ranks right now? And then where do you think he will end up at the end of the 2020 or end of next year, um, next season? Yeah. So I do think that, I mean, obviously he is top 10 in the NFC. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of uncertainty in the division right now, uh, for a lot of different teams. I don't think he's top five yet. Uh, I think that, you know, he certainly has the potential to be, and I think there's a good chance he'll end up there at the end of the year, especially because you consider the plays that he's made with, you know, the lack of offensive pieces that he has around him. Uh, I think that, you know, bringing in DJ Moore, having uh, both Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool healthy heading into the season uh, and giving Claypool that chance to truly like get to know the offense and have the full off season to, you know, soak in information uh, I think that's going to be big for him. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that you're looking at Jalen Hurts. He's the top guy in the NFC. He's the top quarterback. I really don't think that's up for debate. Uh, and then from there, it's just a matter of, all right, who's number two? You know, for me, I'd probably say Dak Prescott. He's probably the second best quarterback in the NFC to me. And then you can go with really just a combo of a lot of different guys. Uh you know, maybe you could put Kyler in there, uh, Kirk Cousins. When, when healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when, when healthy. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's another thing that's going to be interesting to, uh, you know, play into effect. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kyler, uh, when he's healthy, he's, you know, he's not elite by any means, um, but he's, you know, he's a good quarterback. Uh, Stafford was kind of down last year, but, you know, had a – He was injured team. too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. 
Yeah. He had kind of like a Russell Wilson season. I mean, not nearly as bad, but just a yeah. weird, <laughs> weird one where you, you don't see that very often. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then uh, like Gino had a great start to the year, but then he cooled off a little bit down the stretch. Uh, man, Golf. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm taking fields probably. I feel comfortable saying top seven. I, f- I feel like uh, I'd take him over. You know, you're looking at guys like Daniel Jones. I take fields over Jones. Uh, and then like your, you know, your Jordan loves your, you know, Baker Mayfields, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howells, guys like that. Uh, and then Derek Carr too. There, well, there's another a Derek Carr is a guy I throw into the mix up on top. Uh, again, not number two or anything, but he's in consideration. So I'd say Fields is probably like seventh. If I if I had a hazard to guess right now, so he's probably middle of the pack, uh, which I think says a lot considering his lack of, you know, traditional passing production. Uh, but when you factor in his ability to run the ball, when you factor in the ability to extend the play and the serious flashes he's shown as a passer, uh, I think that there's really a lot of upside there. I think he'll end up top five by the end of the year. It's just a matter of really where exactly that's going to be. You muted. Oh, thank you. Can you read my lips yeah, there? Yeah. No, what, no, what I was saying no. was with Justin, what excites me the most is back in Ohio State. Because, I mean, he was he didn't run. He was a passer. And maybe, you know, college is different, a lot different than the NFL. It's slower, but I mean, it's there. It's possible, you know, especially with the supporting cast. It's going to be night and day this year um, for what he has, you know, if everyone stays healthy. Um, well, but that's, I think a big he difference. that's a big difference too, though, is supporting cast at Ohio State. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, like that wide all receiver. first round wide receivers with, so it's like, yeah. and he came yeah. to the Bears and it's like, you have EQ, you know what I mean? He so. didn't have, <laughs> did he have Harrison? He didn't have Harrison, no. right? No, he was no, on he the okay. Alave no, and Will JSN, the yeah. little, but that JSN was like, when he was Olave, young. Garrett Will, Garrett Wilson. Good God, guys over there, yeah. Which yeah, not funny. Harrison's said. not even there yet. That's how dominant the Ohio <laughs> State wide receivers have been. Unbelievable. Yeah, I guess real quick, what do you think of Marvin Harrison Jr.? I mean, he's oh. he's a potential Bears prospect. You know, it's possible. Maybe. It's, yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> We'll see. We'll see exactly where he where he ends up. I think that you're looking at probably him being more of a target with the Panthers pick because I don't think the Bears are going to be bad enough to get him. Yeah, this is going to sound like super hyperbole on my part, but I don't care. I think you're looking at damn near Terrell Owens. Yeah, that's wild. I've well, seen that. I've seen Calvin Johnson too. Yeah, <laughs> sit up, which is sit ups in the in the driveway. Terrell, is that what we're getting? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's prime uh, right there. My God, yeah. <laughs> but no, man, I think like you're looking at the size, the speed, the ball skills, he's route running. He, he's got it all. I mean, and I, the crazy thing is like, I wouldn't hate if people had him as their top prospect in this class, like even over Caleb Williams, even over uh, Drake May from North Carolina. Uh, he, he's just that good. Yeah. So we'll see exactly how high it's a, it goes, but it's a premium it, position too. Oh, um, yeah. So do you think, I mean, so the bears say they land top their third. Do you think yeah. they, would you rather them trade back given, or would you rather them just go ahead and take Harrison if he's on the board? Obviously it's such a long ways away. We don't know what yeah. our needs are. I mean, we could be looking at a great wide receiver room and not even thinking about it come next year, but like, yeah. is he worth it? Not even just for the bears, but just taking him at a top three pick. Based off of what I saw last year, I'd say, yeah, he is. I think yeah. he just really – I think he was he would have been wide receiver one in this class uh, and mm-hmm. in most classes, honestly. Like, you know, someone with that high of a physical upside who's that refined, I mean, you don't see that very often heading into the draft. Like, yeah, you're talking like a, you know, a Jamar Chase level type of prospect, and he's a guy – he went, what, like fifth, I think? Yeah, five or six or something like that. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. Uh, and I think that's, you know, where you could see Marvin Harrison go, if not, maybe a little higher. So, uh, yeah, I, I just off of what I saw this year, he's someone I'd take that early. He's, you don't see receivers going that early too often. I think it, like I, I tweeted something. It's like, 
Calvin Johnson was the first dude since 2007. Uh, he, he in 2007 he was the last wide receiver to go in the in the top three. I I could see Marvin Harrison wow. uh, being the one to break that. And are you seeing that more like these wide receivers from college being almost more like NFL ready compared to like some other positions where it takes, you know, a little bit longer to kind of develop and get caught up with the NFL speed and things like that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that especially with like in college, you're seeing, you know, a bit more trending towards a pass heavy approach, you know, a rise in like the air raid system, stuff like that, you know, receivers are running a lot more routes. They're catching a lot more balls. Uh, and then just Ohio State's like a factory in general. I mean, yeah. Brian Hartline, the receiver coach there, he's been freaking phenomenal. Uh, whatever Ohio State's paying him, they're not paying him enough. So, uh, but yeah, no, I think that's a very good point. Receivers, you're seeing a lot more guys who are who are polished really and you know know what they're doing in addition to having all this physical upside. So uh, it's been really impressive to watch these past few years. Awesome. Hey, Vicky. So do you have any other draft questions or anything related before I start going over these quarterbacks? No, not really. I was really, I mean, I kind of agree with him a lot of the sentiment. Like I feel like Tyler Scott, yeah. even I think Dane Brugler said that was his favorite as people who love weapons. Like uh, that's, that's great. And I just think the best thing is like uh, kind of going back to a discussion we're having earlier. It's like a good problem where it's like, we kind of have too many wide receivers. Like think yeah. about that. When is the last time we're like, we have too many. The last time we had like, too decent was Brandon Marshall and then like early Alshon Jeffrey, you know what I mean? Yeah. With Martellus Bennett punching people. So it's like, that's, it's just, it's just mind boggling that that's kind of like the roster that we have now where like the offense is actually better <laughs> than the defense by far. So yeah. I'm just excited overall. I mean, last year, I mean, we were, I was getting excited about ESB, you know, like yeah, this, yeah. it was such a different time. You know, we were just trying to anything we could find, you know, whether it's waivers or just anybody. I mean, even uh, who did the guy that we traded from New England, which I kind of still like. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, he had that one yeah. touchdown catch like you had that big one frame. big one too. that big yeah. one he had on J uh, Jair as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. kind of mossed him. Yeah, 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 man. Anyways, though, so let's go ahead and start it. So kind of similar. We did earlier, Jacob, I'm just going to, I'm going to name off a quarterback. You just tell me who you're taking and just give me what we kind of, why you're taking Justin um, or why you're taking, you know, other said quarterback uh, and yeah. Vicky, I'll kind of, after Jacob answers, you'll go. Um, and then if I have something, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it, but we're going to start okay. off. Um, I guess easy Sam Howell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm taking fields. I uh, <laughs> relying on like a day three second year guy to step in and be the guy. Like yeah. we, we don't know what Sam Howell is really at the NFL level. So yeah, no, give me fields. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, come on. All right. So we'll make this a little hard. Oh, well, I mean, not harder, but um, Carolina Panthers, uh, Bryce young mm. rookie so, contract. Yeah, no, that's a, that is enticing. Uh, I, I'm still going to take fields and if Panthers, yeah fans see this then you know they're going to be coming at <laughs> us all because they're you know they should be yeah, they, yeah they, they should be. that's their guy that's who they traded up for yeah uh and i think there's a there's a good chance bryce young develops into a really good player but i also think there's a good chance that fields you know grows upon what we've seen from him and i think the fact that you know, we don't know what Bryce Young's going to look like in the long run, especially with the size. Is he durable enough to be able to take all those hits and to play, you know, full seasons? Uh, not too many quarterbacks that size have excelled in the NFL. And even the ones who have, who are like, you know, sub six foot, like, you know, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, they're built a lot better than Bryce Young is. So uh, yeah. I, I like Bryce Young a lot. I think he's a really good player. Uh, I'm taking fields though. Yeah. Vicky, you want to add anything? Are you taking fields or you? Yeah. I'm going to just go off of, yeah, I'm going to go off of, uh, go with fields just based off what we've kind of seen. And you know, the momentum, we have a little bit more data again, you go in with Bryce yeah. Fields, It's kind of like, we're starting over. There is the height limitations, the size limitations. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like, I mean, he's smaller but, than me and I couldn't imagine I would get destroyed on a football field. So like, but I mean, to play devil's advocate, I guess that's what I'll do. I mean, Bryce, I mean, he can pro like, I don't think processing is a, is an issue no. with him. Um, no. And he is kind of sneaky athletic and then fields. I mean, he hits a lot of guys in the helmet, you know, like, and he's tall, you know, he's a big yeah. guy. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how, the, I think they're both going to be 
very, very good. Um, yeah. But I, again, it's kind of hard. I think the Bears kind of show that it's hard to pass on fields who showed kind of some promise with such a limited uh, supporting cast. And you have Bryce Young. If you take him first, you know, then you're kind of putting a lot, you know, you're putting a, a lot, lot of pressure. on him yeah. uh, coming into Chicago, especially a city that. Yeah. So anyways, I like I agree with all that. But this one, again, kind of easy one, probably Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking fields there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought Ritter was solid coming out of college, uh, but I, was he I, last year? Yeah. 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 He okay. was a rookie last year. I, I think yeah. that Ritter, like his strengths really are, you know, athleticism and arm strength. Fields is better at both of those. And he mm-hmm. has, you know, more of a, more of a pedigree, more of, you know, more actual NFL tape to go off of. So yeah, Fields for sure. I was going to say, I don't think Ritter played that much because Mariota. Right. He yeah. like played maybe the back end of the season. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Fields. Fields a top 15 pick. He like like Jacob said, he's they're similar in the way they play, but like Fields is much better in both areas. So yeah. Are they going with him next year? Or is he gonna be the guy? Yeah. For yeah. A that's bit what they said so far. Yeah. Okay. I think it's uh I think it's him and then like Taylor Heineke. Yeah, he's the backup. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. But what I what a good I think backup. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great, actually, that's a great backup. Seriously. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I love me some Heineke. <laughs> All right, so uh, this one could be fun, but um, Brock Purdy. Mm. <laughs> that's a tough one because – about irrelevant. Yeah, because, like, Purdy, you know, he did a really good job with the 49ers and, like, down the stretch of last season and then the playoffs, I was impressed with what I saw that's also a really small sample size with a super favorable situation and one of the best offensive coaches in football. So I don't know. I mean, as of now, I'm still taking the physical tools and the playmaking ability. I'm still taking fields over Purdy. Uh, But I'm going to be interested in see what Purdy can do this year. I think he's Mm going to start and I think he deserves that shot. So I'm curious to see how he's going to, he's going to show out for San Fran this year. Before I hand over to Ficky, I think Shanahan is picking fields too. I think they're regretting oh, yeah. that a little yeah. bit because, yeah. man, wouldn't he be fun over there? Oh, like, of course they're regretting I, it. They went through like four quarterbacks in a season. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, like, fields yeah, with, come on with in that offense, like I think he's going to be great here. But I just feel like if he, if history, you know, if we go back and they actually take fields, they could be they could have a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Uh, in my oh, opinion, um, just because of how – I mean, Purdy, like I said, he he did great with a, a very great situation. But Fields, with the way that he runs, again, I don't know. I thought a bit. I thought it could have been really, really interesting. But uh, Ficky, you're you're probably taking Fields. Or you, you yeah, but I agree with I agree with Jacob though. That is a very favorable situation. You know what I mean? I kind of yeah. view it like where if you look at obviously we go back to the the scare of not taking Patrick Mahomes. It's like, yeah, if Patrick Mahomes would have been in a Bears uniform, would he really be Patrick Mahomes? Because, I mean, this man dropped into Andy Reid. You know what I mean? So it's like I kind of look at it in the same way, not taking credit away from Brock Purdy, but I'm like coaching, scheme. You've We've seen over there in San Fran, they drop almost anyone in that system, and they're able to win games. You didn't, yeah. you don't see that over here. So, yeah, yeah, of course, Fields with, over there would probably dominate. With Mahomes in, in that situation, he even had and, or Matt Nagy, and I don't, I don't want to like, you know, I, I know he's not the best head coach, but as far as where he was then, I mean, he was a great resource for Patrick. And then you had Alex Smith, you know, that first season. Oh, it was a perfect what a situation. Spot. Yeah, great yeah. situation over there. But um, all right, we'll move over. This, this is probably quick. Jordan Love. Yeah, love, love. Yeah, I uh... – I think you're paying twenty something million dollars to a guy who's only started like what I think I think he started one game. He played in a two. couple. Uh, Greatest highlight is like one pass in preseason. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that so, slant. That slant went for, went for a touchdown. <laughs> I think. I think that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> was that to Watson? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I think he actually so. had one uh, in the regular season too. But um, so are you taking the? This is week one. Who are you, are you thinking? The Bears at we're at we're at home. Yeah, I mean still, but. I think the Packers, like, they've got a lot to like, especially on defense. Like, that like that pass rush, I think, is going to be really good. Like, that's going to be a good test for the Bears right out of the gate. Uh, but I like the Bears' offense better than I like Green Bay's offense. So, that's, that's going to be weird to hear. Game. Oh, my God, yeah. No, I feel like I haven't been able to say that in, like, decades. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know if yeah. I was born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I'm taking, I'm taking fields over love, though. 
Yeah, same, same sentiment over here. Okay. Um, Baker Mayfield, uh, assuming he starts in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, I'm still taking fields again. He's yeah. I think, I think Baker gets too much hate. Uh, oh yeah. He's, he's not a franchise quarterback by any means, but he's not a bad player. And I think some people mistake that. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm taking fields. I think he's, He's got an arm like around the same caliber as Baker and he's more athletic and he's, he's a better playmaker and playmaking's, you know, been a big part of Baker's game. Uh, yeah. And fields is better at it. So that's what I'd take. Uh, I don't know what Tampa's going to be this year. Uh, I think Baker deserves that fair shot at the starting gig, but no, I'm taking fields over him. Baker's been on like three teams in the past, what, three years. So like, I think that says enough. Not that he's like, I would take him over a lot of other like quarterbacks that are starting. Not like obviously the top dogs, but yeah. Yeah. It, he's, he, he's good enough for you to win games, like to stay competitive. We saw that in LA, but like at the end of mm-hmm. the day, we're talking about someone you want to build a franchise with and fields is more likely to check that box than obviously Baker is. So yeah. I'm going to have to go with yeah. fields. Okay. Well, we're going to get a little bit tougher here. Um, so Derek Carr. Mm. It's funny, like a couple of years, I think it lacked two years ago before fields. I was kind of on the car train, man. I was like, let's yeah. try for him. Well, we you were know? desperate at that point. We were on every train. We <laughs> yeah, we're on Wilson. Yeah. 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 Anything. And then please. we got Andy Dalton. A little caboose right there. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I'm uh so I'm interested in, are, are, are we thinking here just, just for this year? Or are we talking like, I fi- I would say next, I would say just building a friend, just who you're going to pick just kind of over the next five, five years or so. I I would, I think it could be interesting, you know, like maybe win now, win next season, win as many games, but I would, I think it's more fun to kind of talk, especially when when you get to these younger guys, um, kind of who you just would take into account with everything. And yeah, we're also not in a win now window. So it's kind of hard to like imagine like, oh, this is for win now. And it's like, yeah, we were the worst team in the NFL. So true. Yeah, San Francisco would be interesting. They would they probably have a I don't know. But anyway, so you're you're probably you said you're uh, taking car, is that? Or are you taking a fields over car? I, I, I'm taking fields. I'm taking fields. Yeah. Uh, I think car I, so. uh, I think he's a you know, a better like more polished passer at this point, but then again, like I think that fields is well, you know, you get him in a better situation, I think he's going to be able to take the next step. Uh Yeah. If this were just off of last year's performance, I'd take Carr over Fields. But you know, Carr's a guy who's you know a bit. Uh, he's not like rapidly declining, but mm-hmm. he's you know not like his best football is behind him. Uh, whereas Fields, you know, there's still plenty of upside to deal with, and he's you know he's a big time playmaker in a sense that few are in this league. So I'm taking mm-hmm. Fields in the long run. Uh, and I think that as a passer, he'll be able to take the, he'll be able to take the the next steps necessary to be able to surpass Carr as just a pure passer, uh, but also as an asset for the future. Yeah, I feel like I think he does. He just take everything you're about to say. <laughs> I mean, he's making great points, so I got to agree with that guy. I feel like, terrible. Yeah, no, it's fair. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll cut down. I'll cut down a little. No, bit. no, 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 no. It's good. <laughs> this is good. what we want to hear, man. I'm and glad. I think I'm glad I'm these are probably going to be similar uh, to Carr. But I mean, Jared Goff is interesting. That is interesting. Can he replicate last year? Yeah, is you it know, last year's Jared Goff, or is it you know L.A. Rams Jared Goff? You know what I mean, like. Can he, I guess we haven't seen Goff do it like consistently back to back, right? So if I see it again this year, I'd be like, mm, that might be worth a re-signing if I was, you know, Detroit. But it'll be interesting to see. Jacob, what's your thoughts? Yeah, so give me uh I mean, I'm taking Goff right now. Yeah. Very narrowly, but you know, fields absolutely in the long run. Because Goff, he is what he is at this point. He's not gonna get much better. Uh, he's a solid quarterback. I think he gets too much hate just because he's not elite. But mm-hmm. we saw it with the Lions last year that you put even like a decent situation around him, and he's a guy who can you know lead you to lead you to some wins. I don't know if he's someone who's going to give you a massive you know 
like Super Bowl victory type of guy, especially at this point in his career. But he's a good quarterback. And I think that, you know, people give him too much hate just because he doesn't have a tremendous arm because he's not a tremendous athlete. He's just an accurate thrower of the football. Uh, so I'm taking golf for now, but long run, absolutely fields. Because I, again, if you're building a team, I want to bet on upside at quarterback 100%. You know, I'm not betting on, yeah. you know, the safe uh, journeyman. Well, not journeyman, but, you know. I get what like you're saying. Middle ground type of guy. So that's, yeah. uh, I'm taking fields if I'm building a franchise, but just off, like off of 2022, I think Goff was the better quarterback. Oh, oh agreed. What was the, the Lions? Were they like number two in offense? Or they, they were had like, a top five. They had a top five yeah, offense. And for a minute there, they were scoring like 40 points a game. Like yeah. It was, yeah. And they started off slow, which is. Yeah. Well, I think one impressive. game, what, against Seattle was like 46 to 45 or something like that. And they were just putting yeah, up. Oh, yeah. Numbers. Yeah. Something insane like that. I'm know? hoping but, the Bears kind of have that this year. <laughs> we got it. We got a little tease of it. That four game uh, yeah. averaging about 30 points. I mean, that's. For Bears fans, that's basically the same thing. So that was <laughs> such a weird stretch of games because I was just like, man, we're not gonna. I don't think we can keep scoring. You it know, was against like decent that. teams too. It was like Cowboys, Dolphins, yeah. uh, Giants. No, it wasn't Giants. It wasn't Giants. I think we lost them, but it was like it wasn't Miami, like actually, right? It wasn't like Mitch Trubisky against like the 32, 32nd ranked uh, secondary scoring six touchdowns. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like not so that was it. that's another one. The Patriots, yeah. I think Patriots kicked that off. Patriots, that you're right, it was. Yeah. Yep. After it was that Thursday after night. the bye? Yep, after or the, the bye Thursday night. Or yeah, like yeah. That? yeah. Uh, after the bye Thursday night football, I think. What a crazy turn of events that was. Because, like, at that point, I think I was very nervous. Because I was like, what is going on? This it, Fields is not, like, they're not running him. They're not. It was just looking really awful, like, for a little bit, a little scary. And then that switch. Uh, but anyways, so I'll lump these two together, but Geno Smith and Daniel Jones. Man, that's tough. I'm some Jones, Gino, but yeah, no, Gino, I story. really impressive to watch him this year. Just the way that he bounced back. Uh, that's, you know, he did, he didn't have a tremendous second half of the season. First half was really good. You know, I can't even lie. I was really impressed with what I saw there, but uh, you know, that said, it, it's a guy, you know, he's over 30 and he just now had his best season. Like how sustainable is that going to be? So yeah, I, I take fields over Gino, uh, Daniel Jones. That's a tough one because he's won. He's won with that giants offense and, you know, they've put up solid points, uh, beat the bears last year. Yeah, exactly. Sure did. Yeah. And I don't know that one. I think is a bit of a toss up. Uh, the thing yeah. is, if if yeah. if Fields is running on a straight line for an yeah. easy touchdown, he's not falling, you know. And Daniel yeah. Jones, he's falling. <laughs> yeah, that, that's know? so funny. He's so the I'm most the guy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he's the but... most unathletic athletic quarterback. Like, ever, oh, no, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like he's athletic. Don't get me wrong. But it's you then weird, look yeah. at him and you're like, are you athletic? I mean, you know I mean, last year that bear, the Giants game, I was so pissed off because I was like, oh, "All those rollouts, why can't Fields do this?" You know, yeah. and Bro, we have Brisker, like you know. Play. Yeah, I mean, our eyes were just looking. You know, it was just it that was a frustrating game. Well, that was, was that so, early. That's what ha- uh, it was like mid. So it was after the Patriots game, I think. No, before I think it was before. Yeah, I, was yeah, it that before? I was, was like earlier on in the year, I think. Yeah. Okay. Like Got week it. five or six, something like that. Yeah. Did no, you did you yeah. did you guys watch every game last year? Yes, I yeah. did because yeah, yeah. I have an issue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of them, all of them. Yeah. Oh, you know what? No, what? I'll take that back. I did not watch week seven, week eighteen, I guess, or you know, game seventeen because the, I the end up Viking I watched one? the yeah because we weren't playing anyone. I watched yeah. the uh, Houston Indianapolis mm. game. That's yeah, I, I don't think which is basically the Bears out. game. The fields fields wasn't even playing either. Nah, I did. Nah. I did. Yeah, that was, that I was, was flipping game. back and forth. Yeah, I was flipping back and forth because I wanted to make sure we were losing, you know, and then, you know. <laughs> yeah, after I, after I went to the Bills game on Christmas, which was way too cold to go to, oh. uh, after, yeah, it was it was crazy. I bought food, and literally when I sit down, like maybe like 10 feet because no one's at the game because they're all smart, the yeah. food was all frozen, drink was 
frozen. You couldn't open it. I'm like, dude, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> and of course we're losing. Cause that's what we do in bears fashion, bear, bear weather right there. But yeah, yeah after that, I was yeah. like, I, right, you know what I need? I need at least two weeks off. So. All right. So last four, cause I think hurts, I think, well, I, we'll get to them actually. Uh, yeah. But this will be uh, so Dak Prescott, you kind of touched on him earlier in Fonte. You had him number two. Yeah. He's a little older, but who you're taking. Yeah. So as of right now, in the long run, I'm still taking Dak. Uh, yeah. Just because, like, you've seen the Cowboys, they haven't had deep playoff runs, but they've been a good team for a while. And when Dak's healthy, they're playing real good football. Uh, I think, you know, this year or the last year, rather 2022, he, you know, had some turnover issues and missed a few games, but uh, I think he's one of the better passers, just pure passers in the NFC, you know, solid arm, just a well-rounded skill set. I think that I I do think Justin Fields has the higher ceiling than Mm -hmm. Dak, uh, but Dak I mean, you can make an argument he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. He's definitely not top five, but you could argue that he's maybe top 10. And I don't think you can say that about Fields right now. So mm-hmm. I, I take Dak over Fields, but uh, I do think that the ceiling is a little bit higher with Fields. It's just that the floor is definitely lower than probably what Dak is right now. Yeah. I think it's interesting with Fields because you. It's so hard, I think, now that we're kind of playing this game, because with Fields, it's so he's he proved a lot last year, but he's never had that supporting cast that he's going to have this year. So, yeah. like, that talent, it's, like, really hard not to bank on that. Uh, and then also, you know, being a Bears fan, a little bit of bias in there. Uh, but, Vicky, what do you think about Prescott versus Fields? Man, it's tough. So, I have a, I have a good friend who's a, who's a Cowboys fan. So, like, I see, uh-huh. like, every year playoffs and just, like, he has no faith in Dak, right? So, like, if you look on paper, I'm like, of course, Dak is the better quarterback. He's shown that regular season. Dak balls out. That's how it is. But, like, I don't know if I could take that much, like, sorrow and grief <laughs> like i don't know it, i guess it's, it's when you have expectations it's much worse right when your team sucks like ours for a while there's more hope than expectations that you have to worry about so when things go bad you're like hey, it doesn't matter next season right is it wasn't our year anyways yeah. with dak it's always like it kind of is their year they end up winning double digit games every season and then they literally go in the playoffs and shit the bed so it's I don't know. It's like, can can you do enough in the playoffs for me to be like, you know what? I'd want a future with you, even though you're older. Or do I just want to rather play like, eh, well, maybe we'll just see what we have here. And then if it's not fields, like even, well, next year, let's go for another quarterback. I, I think as a fan, I'd rather be like, well, let's just keep scratching at the lottery ticket. There's not these high expectations yeah. that are always never met. So that's kind of how I view, but if you're looking at skill wise, like passing and all that, of course, Dak is much better than what Fields is right now. So, like, if you wanted to win, yeah, I'd take him. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen enough in the playoffs to like even get me excited to be like, can you even make it to the the uh, NFC Championship? You know, so yeah. How excited would it be to see a Fields playoff game though? Like a Bears, yeah, that that'd be just that a Bears be playoff so game. I'd be excited. Yeah, yeah. Right. and then, and not one and not one of those fake uh, ones like against the Saints where they just threw us in there. You know what I mean? I hey, want, I, like, still, a, I still I still like a real it, one. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, if we can make a run here, you know, uh, no, <laughs> that's the Bears fan in you. Uh, most of us were yeah. like, bro, we have players oh, punching yeah. each other, so we're probably not well, going. <laughs> well, as soon as I mean, Wims dropped that pass. Oh, it was I mean, over. We're talking about that. Yeah, there's no shot you're winning after that. Oh, no, you already know. Because if he catches that, I think the trajectory of Trubisky's career changes. No, I'm just kidding. But that was a terrible, terrible drop. Um, So we'll go real quick. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford. Any of those you guys taking over fields um, in the long run? Obviously, I don't – I mean, they're older, but – Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Stafford has one-year championship. So, like, if there's Mm -hmm. anyone I would take – It'd be if we're in a win now, yeah, correct. Stafford also has had more years of consistency, right? With with also like a shittier roster, right? Kirko Chains, I'm not taking him because he can't win during prime time. So Stafford can't with even worse roster than what Kirk has had. So if there's one I would pick, it would be Stafford, but they're both old. So I'm gonna go yeah. with Fields. Yeah, I mean, long term, I'm taking Fields over both of them. Uh I'm with you there. I think that you're looking at Stafford obviously won the Super Bowl and you know, he's been, he's been a good quarterback for a long time. I'm kind of curious to see how he's going to do this year. Cause last year, you know, like we said, he got, 
you know, he got hurt, but even before then he was having a bit of a down year. Uh, but then 2021, you know, when he led the Rams to the Super Bowl, he had a really good season. So I'm mm-hmm. not off the Stafford train just yet. I think he's, you know, I still think he's a good starting quarterback until he proves me otherwise over the course of a full year. So, uh, but long run, yeah, I'm taking fields. I think age plays a big part in that. Kirk is a good quarterback, but he's never been better than good. And I don't think he ever is going to be. And, he's the best yeah. at getting that money, though. About, oh, no, absolutely. About the only category that he is number one. Oh for, man. So. <laughs> yeah. He's an he's an all-time bag getter. Like he gets you he'll he gets you <laughs> mediocre results and, and he just laughs his way to the bank every Crazy. All right. So final two, probably the gonna be the toughest. So this one, honestly, I haven't seen someone fall off so quickly, which I guess it happens in the NFL, you know, when it comes to like being a rookie showing those flashes and being the next big thing. But Kyler Murray just signed that extension. You know, when healthy, I think he's he's very, very good, but he also is smaller. Um, what about Kyler Murray, guys? You know, that's another tough one because I think most years I'd take Kyler, honestly, uh, because, you know, Kyler's been a good quarterback. He's been a pro bowler uh, at this point, and he's had some, you know, impressive seasons. But Cardinals were bad in 2022, and Kyler, you know, he was he had a solid year, but he couldn't elevate, you know, what was a better roster than what Justin Fields had around him. Uh, and he wasn't making nearly the plays that Fields was making on a consistent basis. So even though he's proven to be a better passer at this point, uh, the 2022 season plus the injury that he had, it does concern me a little bit. So honestly, I'm taking Fields over Kyler's. So that might be a that might be bold, but I think that when you're looking at what Fields has shown, what he could be, uh, I, I think there's there's a higher ceiling there. Okay. Vicky? For me, it's in the head, man. I've, there's too much stuff going around about Kyler not being a leader. I, I mean, these are rumors, whatever. They haven't been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't know how you can confirm that, but yeah. – just too much smoke, you know what I mean? So there's got to be a fire somewhere. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't – like we see how Fields Fields is and how he holds himself, you know what I mean, and accountability and things like that. Like they don't have to put a clause in his contract. Well, of course, he's on a rookie one. But there isn't, you know, a clause where like, hey, you need to kind of look at film, you know what I mean? So it's like too much rumbling about that. It's like that's the last thing the Bears need is drama around a quarterback. We already had that with Cutler. We went through something like that. We don't need it with a much smaller version. You know what I mean? So I'm going to have to go with Fields on that. Okay. I think I'm taking Fields as well. kind of agree with everything you guys said. But it is weird because like a year and a half ago or however long, Kyler Murray was insane, like yeah. regarded highly. It's just so funny how things switch uh, so quickly in the league, you know. Uh, but now speaking of switching, um, Jalen Hurts, he went from – can he be the Eagles kind of franchise guy to, you know, Jalen Hurts now? So right now they're both really young. Um, who are you taking? I, maybe I can rephrase this. I, who first of all, give me who you're taking, and then tell me, do you think Fields can be better than than Jalen Hurts when so, it's all said and done? Yeah. So I mean, right now I'm taking Hurts, uh, and you know I'm running away with that. I think that. Uh, you know, obviously you make it to the Super Bowl, you have an MVP caliber season, you know, you didn't win it, but like, you know, you came damn close to it. Uh, you just played tremendously well. Uh, I think there's a chance Fields is in the same category as Hertz down the line. Uh, I also think that you compare year two Hertz to year two Fields there are a lot of similarities. I think Hertz was a little bit better as a passer than Fields was, but a lot of similarities in playing style, a lot of similarities in, you know, from a stats perspective, I think Fields can, he can come close. I think he can really come close. I don't know if he's going to top Hertz. I think that's a really high bar to reach. So I don't feel necessarily super confident in saying it's going to happen. But that's not as much of a knock on fields as much as it is praise on Hurts. I think he's the best in the NFC. I think he's a top five quarterback in the league. And I'm honestly really impressed with what the Eagles have in him. Vicky. Yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna take Hurts too. I actually wanted 
when when I don't know, when was he drafted three years ago? I actually wanted us to take him. What he went in the second round, second or third. Yeah. I was a big hurts guy. I was like yeah. second round. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was like, we should de- we easily I think there was an opportunity where we could have taken him and we didn't. Uh, but yeah, I've always been a Hertz fan, like how he deals with adversity too from Alabama and still dealing with that and then going to Oklahoma, still balling out and then dealing with the adversity of not being drafted, like not being viewed as a high pick, you know what I mean? Not playing, things like that. That really shows character in someone. So like I really appreciate that. And the man's just a a fucking baller. Let's yeah. let's be clear. So uh, can Fields be that? I think so. I, I really do. Could it be better? Sure. I don't know that. Like there's there's so much work that needs to be done. But if we do look at it, nothing's like apples to apples, but like the conversations of Hertz were very much same, like similar conversation. Like no one expected Hertz to kind of make this jump, right? Yeah. There might be more t- yeah. rumblings now about Fields just because, I mean, the man almost broke the rushing record. Like he, he had a lot you know, he was definitely more, you know, in, in like prime time and all things like that. But I still feel like it's very much possible, especially since we've actually put a better roster around him. So if he's even in the same category, I'm happy. Like it, mm-hmm. the quarterback doesn't have to be the best ever. Right. Especially as a, as a bears fan, like, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Like if you can get fields up top 10 this year, even top 15, like in the whole thing, top 15, like I'm happy with that year three. And then let's just see how you progress. Cause, because people are going to get older. They're going to fall out. If you can get within that top 10 range, that's when you, you put yourself in contention to actually start like winning the Super Bowl and things like that. So obviously I want him to be number one, but if he's even in that range of like top five with Hertz, right. Top seven, things like that. Like in the whole NFL, I think that's a win. Yeah. I think it's interesting with, with Jalen. Cause like, I mean, his supporting cast did improve. You know, and obviously Fields and this Bears team are nowhere near the Eagles, you know, as far as just roster in general. But I mean, the offense is definitely different. But I think when it comes to Fields, I think I'm taking Jalen, obviously. But the one thing I think, I don't think I've ever tweeted this, but I think there's a tier in running. And I know Jalen's a running quarterback, but I think Fields is a tier above that. Uh, just because of that dynamic. And I, maybe I think it's probably been talked about on, on talk shows and stuff, but I love Jalen. I love that he can run, but there's a different gear. Even when we saw him last year uh, when they played against each other, there's just that I've never seen anything like it except for Vic. Um, and and even then I think it's a little different with fields because how big he is and, and his change and emotion. And it's interesting, but I think, like you said, I think Jalen's obviously pick here, but man, in a couple of years, it's gonna be fun to kind of look back and see, where these guys are, could, maybe they could be going back and forth at each other, you know, in the NFC championship game, you know, best case that. scenario. Um, yeah, it's interesting, but, but you, on the other side, you know, it's weird that, well, I guess a different perspective is that his running is like top tier. We know that, but like in yeah. an ideal world, I don't even want you running. So it's like, th- does yeah. that skill even, <laughs> does it even but, come into play? Obviously like being able to evade yeah. and things like that, extended exactly. plays, of course, but like, I don't need to see you. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm going to love to see it, but I don't need to see you break it for 60 yards. Right. I'd rather you throw a, a bomb over top to DJ Moore for 60 yards. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes, but I hope it gets to a point where it's more like Hertz where Hertz runs when he needs to, but Hertz isn't really like running. There's still some design play, especially near the red zone and things like that for Hertz. But like, you don't need him to do that because he's efficient enough of a passer to just mm-hmm. pass the ball. Yeah. With fields though, I think what's, what's, what's interesting is when, when plays do break down, cause you don't want him running. And I, hopefully this year we don't see him running nearly as enough just cause you know, these guys are going to get open DJ Moore, you know, he, he's going to be open a lot, you know, sooner than what fields has ever been used to. And then Mooney, it's just going to trickle down. But with fields, I think when you kind of, when the play breaks down or when something, you know, wrong route, anything happens or they're just covered the fact that he can take it 60 you know, it's, nice. it's yeah. crazy. I've never seen it. You know, it's, it's so exciting. Too. He's yeah. huge too. So it's not like this is like, oh, take it 60. We just need to, mm-hmm. you know, trip up his legs. It's like, nah, this is like a six, four, no arm tap, two twenty. Like, nah, yeah. you need to bring this man down, but you got to catch him first. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at guys, you know, some of the most athletic quarterbacks in league history. You're looking at a Vic, you're looking at a Lamar Jackson, you know, different types of runners. I feel like, I think those guys are a bit more shifty, but fields is bigger than both of those guys ever were. Uh, and he's stronger too. So you're looking at mm-hmm. like, I mean, you, you can't even really compare too many guys. Like 
I guess Anthony Richardson coming in, yeah. in from the Colts. I think he's, he's going to be fun. He's, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch because he's also he's even bigger than Fields and he's also really fast. But uh, I, I also think the creativity that Fields has that's going to make him tough to top. So you yeah. know, I'm really interested in seeing what Fields is going to do as a runner. And when you look at the size and the sheer speed, I mean that's such a rare combination that I feel like it's going to be really tough for. Uh, any quarterback to really top yeah and i think is under like uh lo- his low-key trait like one of his best ones is actually being able to like evade like a body on him like when he's in the pocket like you're talking about like i think i remember the play against the eagles so Sam white was right there for the sack and he basically like spins out or he does like a full bend and the dude flies over top you know what i mean like that's the stuff where i'm like you're gonna always need that is so, that the one where he I- stepped out Yes, it, I think like did that all the way move. through spin. Yeah, went and then went uh, down the yeah. field and then stepped out like on the seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah, that shit was that's crazy. the stuff that's like <laughs> really impressive because that's not like you know that's not like a corner trying to attack you. You have a defensive end. It's like the biggest guy on the defense other than defensive tackle. So it's like yeah, that's where it's impressive. So just like the contact balance on him, you know, when yeah. he's running or even when he's you know just moving around in the pocket. I mean, it's absurd. It's tough to bring him down. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up here. One last question, though. Um, so next year, it's the end of the season. Playoffs are over. Where's Justin? What's your gut say, Vicky? You know, and Infante. What's your gut say? Where's Justin? Is he top ten in the league? Is he top, middle of the pack? You know, just oh, is this over, what sorry. you think overall Holy is this NFC? Okay, okay. Entirely, which they have seen. First of all, they probably have. Oh God! Yeah, four of the top. I'm glad five we're in the NFC. I'm glad we are in the NFC. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's gonna be a gauntlet over there. Yeah, that's but, that's let them beat each other up. That's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll yeah. sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, all we gotta worry about is them in the Super Bowl. You know, right. that's, really that's one game. Let's just just win one. That's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, come on now. Anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, but Jacob, where are you where are you putting them? So I think by the end of this year, he'll be uh I think he'll I think he'll be firmly in the top half of the league. Uh I don't want to say top ten, but I think around like that. Uh, 11 through 13 range. I think that's where yeah. we'll see. We'll see him as an above average quarterback. Uh, and then 2024 is when I'm, I think you're really starting to look at him as, all right, this guy's, you know, this is a star. Uh, I think there are still going to be some moments where, you know, we're like, Oh, Justin, you know, what are you doing on that throw? But there's going to be less of them. There's going to be, uh, you know, hopefully you're going to see fewer hits, uh, whether that's, you know, not as many uh, peer runs and you know, whether that's him taking fewer hits and sacks. Uh, I think that'll help him out a lot in the long run, but yeah, I'm yeah. going to say somewhere in that like 11 to 13 range. I think he'll be widely seen as an above average quarterback by the end of the year. Infante saying 11, he doesn't say 10. He's not saying top 10. <laughs> He's like, yeah, 11, I'm, I'm, 13. I'm, I'm so <laughs> close. close. Yeah. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting real specific with it, man. <laughs> No, that's Thank exactly you. where I lay though. I was like, I always yeah. do like a floor ceiling type of thing. I guess that just, I make a range. I guess that like helps me out. So it's kind of copying out, but like, I see like his ceiling being like 11. I just can't throw him in top 10. It's there's way too many quarterbacks. that have multiple seasons of, you know, showing us that they're that, they're yeah. that dude. And even with one year, I don't think you can beat out because a lot of them guys, guys are going to probably stay in the top 10. So I'm going to put like ceiling 11 floor, like 15, 16, maybe. Okay. But I'm still okay with that. So like, if he falls in that 11-15, are you extending? Are you extending him? Oh now? yeah, no. Are you gonna wait that's, one that's, more? That's yeah. best Bears quarterback in Bears history. What are you talking about? You're you're extending a quarterback <laughs> yeah, in the top 15. Yeah, I don't think Jay Cutler was ever top 15. <sighs> was he? I, th- I feel like he had a maybe a one year or two. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe 2012. Was that the year where they yeah. went crazy? But yeah, still, it's like one year. So it's like, do you make it in that one year? It's like how we view golf. Like, it's like, okay. And what was that yeah. year when he injured his thumb? Was it the Chargers? Yeah. Was it that year? I, th- I think you know, that was, I think seven that was, and one. That might have been 2011, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, the year before. Yeah, that the one. year before. Like, they were like seven and one or some shit like that. That hurts. That, yeah. I remember as a kid, bro. I was but like, it's always injuries. It's yeah. always, like we would yeah. have made it to the Super Bowl if it wasn't, you know, Caleb Haney game. It was injuries, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and obviously he had zero leadership skills. So that was yeah. also a major key. But yeah, I mean, if you, if, if Fields gets there, I, you're already, they're already starting to build a statue. I don't care. Like yeah. it's, at least yeah. they're getting the foundations and the plans for the statue. So I would be happy for that for year three. 
Like, just look what Fields has already done now for this franchise, just in, like, excitement and hype. And, like, we haven't seen anything like this. So, unless he gets significantly worse, right, I still see him being at least top 15, 16. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I feel, like I said, we're going to end it there. Jacob, thank you so much for hopping on the pod, man. We appreciate it. Um, you can yeah, go ahead and, and follow him. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to ask Jacob, where, where can they find you at? And throw in your yeah. plugs. Yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, y'all can find me at uh, Jacob Infante24. That's where my Twitter stuff's at. Uh, hilarious. Know, writing articles. Thank you. Thank your you. Your shit is hilarious, by the way. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Took everything in my power to not bring up uh, the tweet. I was like, oh, I ain't going to do it. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was expecting <laughs> that, honestly. I was thinking that was going to come. No, oh, man. Well, yeah. well, first oh, of all, uh, do you get that out? Do you get that in your comments a lot? Sometimes I just go in and I'm like, let's see if it's there. Yeah. You know, I, I've gotten used to it at some point. Yeah. I've uh, like, especially like when I graduated, I saw some of the replies. It was like, oh, congrats. Time to, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like I'm used to it. You know, I, I, I it, it's still kind of funny to me, like how that all went down. Like I was just, you know, tweeting that. I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens. And then it just fucking exploded. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah no. go find that tweet. You know what yeah, I'm uh, talking about. If you know, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, anyways, yeah. yeah. So, like I said, and then uh, the Windy City Gridiron. Um, and like I said, he has great content. So, you guys go ahead and give him a follow. We'll shout him out, obviously, on all socials. But again, thanks for joining, man. We'll have to have you back on. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I appreciate you guys having me.